Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Raising CJ. It's a very special podcast today. Uh, This is the podcast about me, Alex, and me, Bethany, raising our daughter, Cadence, uh, who has officially entered the world. So finally now on episode four, titled Labor and Birth, she's here. Um, So it's super exciting for us. Uh, our world has been rocked and turned upside down and we love it. Uh, so we'll, we'll tell you about how that happened this week. Um, so Bethany, when, uh, did you first go into labor? So it was a Thursday that I started having contractions and, uh, we were timing them and, Around midnight, Thursday night, Friday morning, they were less than five minutes apart and pretty regular. And so I said, this is it. Let's go to the hospital. And we did. Uh, But after a few hours there, nothing had really changed. And so they said, why don't we let you go to sleep? And so they gave me something to help me sleep. Um, And then when I... Woke up a few hours later, the contractions had pretty much stopped, and by 9 a.m. they said, well, we think this might be prolonged latent labor or something like that. So, you know, you'll probably be back soon, but for now, you might as well just go home. And it was heartbreaking, you know, because when you go to the hospital, you're like, I'm so excited to have my baby, and they put us in a nice room, and... You're all ready mm-hmm. and get have the spent, monitors on spent the night and yeah, like dug in, got all our stuff. Yeah, uh, put on my special outfit. Yeah, set up the set up the Bluetooth speaker in the corner and the the lavender scents. Aromatherapy, uh, aromatherapy, and we got pillows. the picture of your mom, and mm-hmm. we're all ready to go. And then it just kind of stalls out, and yeah. they say, "Well, not yet," even though we're definitely under three-minute contractions, and they were very regular for mm-hmm. a whole hour, just like you're supposed to. Um, and uh, then it stalled out. So mm-hmm. we went home, and then began, begun the new waiting game, and then... Yeah, so the, the doctors and everybody, we had nurses, were all super nice. And so one doctor before I left, um, she was my doctor, but she was a doctor on call. She was the one who made the decision to send me home. And she said, okay, so tonight, if you're having contractions again, what you can do is take a Benadryl. And if you can't sleep through the contractions after taking that, then um, they're probably real. But otherwise, that might help you get some rest um, because you might still have, like, false labor contractions or whatever they were. Um, So, you know, and it's super uncomfortable to be having even intermittent or regular, irregular contractions or whatever. And I had been having those. They kind of, we decided to, um, didn't we go walk around the mall on Friday or something just for some distraction? Yes. Yeah. And I would have a contraction once in a while in the afternoon. And then, um, so at 11 p.m., uh, we did decide, all right, we're going to bed. And I took a bed. I think we had gone Thursday. We went to the mall Thursday. Oh, Maybe. To try to trigger it, yeah. And then I, and then I mean, we came home and we slept, 
And then I think we got up and I think we went to a mall again because yeah. we wanted to walk around. Because yeah, it's winter here it in northern Minnesota. So right. it's like, so where do you go? In the we, mall. Uh, took some <laughs> advice from the elderly and became mall walkers for a while. Uh, yeah. It's a safe level place that you can walk indoors. Right. Climate controlled. So anyway, took a Benadryl, went to bed. Um, but at midnight, I woke up with contractions and... Um, like at four in the morning, we kind of called the hospital and said, okay, these are like regular again and they're getting closer together and stuff. And they're like, well, maybe you could take a bath and just see what happens. And so I did that. Um, and we were able to get a couple hours of sleep in the wee hours of the morning. Well, probably just like an hour of sort of fitful sleep. Um, but I definitely was, uh, contracting a lot by like, six or seven or something and you know on the birthing ball in the I living room we had time and several at two minutes mm-hmm. and we're like all right yeah this is we're going this time. yeah but it was super scary to go back to the hospital because you don't want to be sent home again you want to be like is this right. really it you don't want to be like yeah. rejected again it feels like you're rejected like yeah well you're just all ready and then yeah mm-hmm. so you know as much as you want it to be time to have the baby you also are like afraid that it isn't and so there's like some apprehension and I was actually when we we only live a few blocks away from the hospital and when we pulled up and started walking in I mean first I was in pain from contractions because they had gotten pretty strong at that point but also just walking in the hospital I started just bawling because I so much just I was afraid you know that is this it I hope this is it you know what if this isn't it and that kind of thing it was really an emotional experience but they set us up in a room and um, this was like by 8 a.m. We were checked in and it turned out that dilation was progressing and stuff. And so we were on our way and we got a yeah. really nice nurse and the, I was, the birthing center was actually really quiet. I think there was only one other mom there and it's a pretty big facility. And so we had got a lot of attention, which was great. Right. I think they can take like 15, I think they have like 15 rooms or something, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And there were only two or three people Mm -hmm. up there at the time um yeah so then we started laboring uh or you started laboring well we did as a team Uh, yeah bethany i can tell you is a tough gal (laughs) she uh she went for uh just using nitrous oxide for pain relief which is like laughing gas yeah laughing gas which you might get at the dentist which is great because it doesn't it it uh you know it starts to affect you as you breathe it in and shortly after you're done breathing it in, it leaves and it doesn't get the baby at all. And of course, or very little if it does, it doesn't. Um, pretty sure I've read both ways. Oh, okay. But well, they tell you it doesn't. Um, (laughs) but I don't want somebody to read this. Yeah. I would be like, she liked it. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they set me up with that, which meant that I only, so I labored at home for a while, you know, and tried to be pretty active while doing that. And then we weren't at the hospital for maybe two and a half hours before I finally got the nitrous. And when they start doing that, um, they want you to be sitting down or something like that. And I think actually right. after, until you, until you know get, how you're going to be right. with it. And, and I actually stayed in bed big, after that. It's a big unit, you know, of tanks and it has yeah. to be hooked up to the wall or whatever. So and they put a saline lock in my hand. Uh, yeah maybe even that so you kind of have to be anchored to a place once you start doing that Mm -hmm. i mean you could have gone and walked around if you wanted to but then you wouldn't 
be able to to breathe right. any in. But I was fairly stationary from that for the duration. Um, but it felt felt right to me. We don't have cable at home, so we just turned on HGTV and we're loving it. And so I would have a contraction <laughs> or you it's interesting how you really can start to sort of predict or you feel like when one is coming on and when that happened I'd start to breathe in the nitrous and it doesn't like take the pain away or anything, but it just kind of helps you get through it. Not care so much. Not care so much. So and yeah, I, you still feel it. Yeah. It, so that's why I'm saying you're so tough. Um, um, and the nurses, I mean, I, I think they do a good job and they probably treat everyone like they're a superstar. But I felt like they were, they acted like they were really impressed with you that you were just doing nitrous. I think in this day and age, I don't know statistics, but probably like a majority or at least half of people go for an epidural or some sort of pain relief that is drugs, not breathing in some nitrous. Yeah, and they did. A lot of them did ask me, like towards the end, like, "What else did you have?" Or you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I yes. felt like and they act surprised and like, "Good for you!" When they hear, yeah, just and, been doing nitrous. And you know, again, the, we had just like super nice staff, so who knows? But they made me feel good, and I, uh, the, uh, what I also like about the nitrous is you breathe it in deeply. So I think even just the deep breathing, it kind of forces you to focus on is obviously really helpful because that's what they recommend you'd be doing anyway. So I I liked that a lot. Um, but yeah, so uh, by 3 p.m. about, I was, well, my they broke my water at some point in the afternoon when I got to six centimeters and things were mm-hmm. going really yeah, well. So I remember it as 8 a.m. when we got there, you were at three. Uh, maybe at 10, you were at, or nine or something you were at four at 11 you were at six i think we broke the water at two you were at eight and mm-hmm. we're like all right it's gonna be soon and then um our awesome nurse said to leave at 3 30 that's when their shift changes and because we, we, thought, awesome we, we thought we might sneak it in yeah show her our baby because we were just with her all day and we wanted to go through it with her um but it didn't time out uh, and then things seemed to just kind of stall. You got measured a few times and you were just kind of at eight. And then you were at nine. Yeah, to nine, yeah. Um, and then at about five o'clock, they checked you again. And somehow, whether the measurements were off or what, uh, I, don't, I don't really know if medically you can go, you can reverse, but they thought you looked closer to being at eight. So there's basically no movement since two o'clock. Um, well, what really happened, I mean, first of all, the going reverse, I recently had a public health nurse came and visited us, which was great. It's a great service the county provides. And she mentioned that the reason I could have gone down to eight is because of the swelling. And so what happened was it got to nine, but, um, the contractions started to be a little funny and get a little bit farther apart. So at this point I'm in transition and the contractions are pretty painful. I'm like moaning. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, something funky starts happening. And so they actually had me change positions. Um, and then I had a few contractions pretty close together. And the doctor came in and said, okay, the baby's heart rate has dropped. And then she checked me. And that's when I was at eight. And we're During like, the contractions. It was. Y- yes. It wasn't like the baby's heart rate. Oh, no, no, no. was constantly down. No, no. But it dropped when I had these close together contractions and then the doctor checked me and 
I was at eight and she's like, okay, something weird is happening here. Um, she might have left and come back again and said, this is when she said something is happening. Uh, and she explained what we had learned about in our birthing class, which is they talk about how there's three things, the passenger, the passageway, and the passage itself or something like that. I can't remember. Maybe but the passageway. Uh, there's like three Your things. baby. Yeah. Well, it's well a passenger. that passenger, I don't know. Somebody will know this. Um, but <laughs> she explained that, okay, we know um, that something's wrong in this puzzle because things aren't going as they should. And I think we should do a C-section. And I was like, yes, I think we should too because I didn't feel oh, right. Well, the passenger, the passageway, and the mother, mm. I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. And they only know what's happening with, what's happening with you. Yeah, and I suppose the passenger to a degree because you're constantly rating the heart rate. And they, they, but they they're just saying they don't know the size of the passenger and they don't know the size of the pathway. Yeah, uh, and they had like put a a head heart rate monitor on her at some point. And I mean, they mm-hmm. were they did a really great job of I don't know making me feel like they knew what was up. And so when it came time, uh, you know, I felt like something wasn't going right. They were pretty sure something wasn't going right. And so when she said that, I mean, we hadn't planned to have a C-section, but I was like, yes, let's go. Let's do this. Um, so she said, I think we need to have a C-section. Yeah. <laughs> we skipped over that. Uh, yeah. After explaining the three things and that we only know what's going on with one of them, which is you and I suppose the baby's heart rate. But we don't know the baby's head and we don't know the size of your passageway. So something isn't fitting But something here. isn't fitting so I think we need to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. Bethany was like, yep, let's do it. I trust you guys 100%. Uh, I was losing my mind after, at that point. I was so scared. Uh, I don't know. That's just the husband's thing, I think. But your wife is going to have to have a serious surgery now. Um, and who knows what could happen. In this day and age, when you're at a good medical facility, probably nothing. Uh, except that you're going to have a healthy baby, and that's what happened. But I can tell you I was super scared. <laughs> and I think it's it was easier for me in this situation because you really are just whisked along. I mean, once that decision's made, they're, like, explaining to you what's happening, and you meet with an anesthesiologist, and, you know, it, it all moves very quickly. Um, right. And we weren't in emergency, so right. we weren't, boom, let's go, carting you right away. Yeah, to put me out. But they were like, okay, we're calling in the on-call team because it was a weekend and to set up the room and set up the room and i mean they did it very i mean 50 minutes later we were in surgery but it was an emergency but it was they're very quick even when it's just it doesn't have to be an emergency yeah i mean it's somewhere between like it needed to happen and versus like i have some sort of an infection or something and you know uh, the baby's swallowing meconium or you know i don't know i think there's other scenarios where it gets really serious and they like have to put the mom under and go right away oh we'll take a pause break and i'll go check on her okay okay and we're back had to go get our sleeping beauty yeah give her a little snack here um so we were oh, right so we were at going the, to surgery. We were going basically. to the surgery. And I will say the thing that scared me most about going to surgery was actually they said, so I'm in transition and anyone who's been in labor before knows that's the most, probably the most painful time. And the contractions were pretty strong and painful. Uh, 
and they said you can't have the nitrous when we you know we're gonna leave the room and you're there's gonna be a period of time when you're transported to the OR between when you get a spinal tap that you're not gonna have anything. And sure. I was afraid of the pain. Oh. Uh, How was that? I don't know if we ever talked about that. Uh, if you even remember. <laughs> I mean, I think I was, yeah, I had some contractions that I just kind of had to scream through or not really, I mean, you know, groan through. Um, but I really think it's the fear of the pain that's scary. It was really, it happened so fast. It wasn't a big deal. It was like 10 minutes maybe. So, and, you know, there's a lot of, yeah, so we get to the OR, and then a lot of stuff happens. You meet a lot of people. The room is just a frenzy. There's a lot of people in the room. There's a lot of people in the room, and they're like, this is nurse so-and-so, and this is, yeah. I don't know, I had like we two had... anesthesiologists, and the surgeon, and the resident, okay. and the... Yeah, we def- we had a yeah. surgeon. <laughs> and a doctor. We had a surgeon, our doctor. A pediatrician. A resident. Yeah. Was a pediatrician in the room? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I guess a pediatrician. I don't even know. There were too many people yeah, for me Yeah, there's so many people. Um. Our nurse, the nurse for the surgeon or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to say there was like a nurse uh, also learning that day or something like mm-hmm. that. So, I mean, there were just to add to the people that were in there. And um, there were actually two resident doctors, one male and one female, the male surgeon guy. And then the resident doctor who had been with us all day and then the actual doctor. Doc- so, yeah. And then just just a ton of people. Right. But they were really good about talking at me through everything. Like, okay, we're going to have to move you now, or we're going to do this. Okay, you're going to do that. And it was just like a constant yeah. motion. Whereas uh, for me, it's, okay, Dad. You're going to put this outfit you on. You stand outside this door. With Here's your... a stool. Uh, we'll let you know when you can come in. <laughs> yeah. And while they're doing that, they're giving you the spinal tap and the whatever else they're doing. Um, but... Ugh, if you have to stand out there and wait, I was not sitting on that stool. I was pacing back and forth a uh, five-foot area or whatever um, and watching the doctors scrub in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, they let me come in. I went behind the sheet. So mm-hmm. I'm just standing right by, or sitting right by your head. Uh, I don't do well with human blood and gore, so and I, I did not want to look on the other side of the sheet uh, personally. Me neither. But, they give so, me the option to, you know, do you want to see your baby come out? And I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and then they just started, I guess. I don't know. There was, uh, I, she was really wedged in there. I know. Uh, there were times where your shoulders and your head were shaking back and forth on the table. And it was like, wow, they're really uh, pushing on you and or pulling. And, right. Because your the, whole body was w- wiggling around. And the only sensation I can feel is kind of like a tugging in my abdominal area. But, I mean, not like specifically where the baby is or anything. It was just sort of towards my chest I could feel, mm-hmm. you know, where I had sensation, I guess. Where where I was, I told this, I told Bethany after, where I was seated, unfortunately, I did have a view of the suction tank oh, or so something, gross. which actually just looks... It's it's a plastic canister that actually just looks like a big gulp times ten or something. So as far as its shape and stuff, so I'm just watching this big thing fill oh, up so with gross. so gross. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, there's a lot in there. I'm kind of worried, and we're not giving her blood or anything. I mean, I'm sure. I guess it was all uh, 
you know, amniotic fluid or not all, but whatever. a lot of it was all the birth, birth placenta or fluid or whatever. But at the time I was like, oh, that's coming out of her and you guys aren't giving yeah. her a transfusion. What What's going on here? Yeah. Um, uh, and I don't even really, I mean, I don't know how long we were there because it all just went so fast before they're like, okay, here she is. And, you know, that yep. moment then is all incredible. Of a sudden we heard like a little really? cry, just like, eh. oh my god, you know, gosh. just a little one, and we're like, we're locking eyes, and we're like, oh my god, that's her, yeah, because um, you don't really believe you're gonna. I mean, I don't know until that moment, you don't know. Like, am I really gonna get a baby out of this? Right, <laughs> all this misery and <laughs> worry. Is yeah. it really gonna end up with a baby? And and there it was. So then I got, I got to go over to the warmer and. uh meet her first uh yep. as mom really was stuck on the table she cried a little enough no, to she make wasn't you really know crying. that you her lungs worked but no she was just yeah she was just quiet. there squirming um yeah. you know got her cleaned up got her wrapped up and she had a handed super her to me. super cone head because yeah the yeah the issue she was, was stuck in there <laughs> yeah so yeah I, they said when they were in there they could tell that you have a narrow pelvis i guess yeah a small pelvic um, opening or something like that right and so she was trying, those contractions were trying to push her through, and she had the cone head to prove it right away. Um, and I think that was probably some of the jiggling of your body was she was really wedged in there. They had to w- push her back up to yeah. get her out through the incision. Um, oh, I forgot to mention I had back labor. I want to brag about that because it's supposed <laughs> to be really bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. She was turned so that her head kind of yeah. scrapes your spine or pushes against it as she's going down. Mm-hmm. Which is just, it's even more painful. And she still didn't use any drugs. But ha. you were really good about, yeah, applying pressure and at the right places. And yeah, anyway, right. so that it was, was just team. A, It was teamwork. It was a team effort. Uh, but yeah, now we're at where we meet Cadence and Alex is just like, oh my goodness. And, and I'm like, yeah, is she good? You know, because I got to still be laying down. But it really wasn't very long. They mm-hmm. checked her over quick, probably aspirated, like, did they squeeze? I saw a bulb syringe. Did they squeeze? Yeah, stuff they out sucked of her nose? some stuff out of her nose, and and then you were able to wrap her up, and you brought her right yep. over to me by I my head. I didn't cut the cord. I didn't. No, Not the because real I don't cord. like. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. But you cut a part of the cord. I wasn't planning on doing it. In the birth plan, we said I don't want to cut the cord because of how I am with human biology. Yeah. Uh, so of course it was already cut because it was a C-section, but. I cut off another six inches or something yeah. like that, and I was fine with it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Then I they handed her to me, and I brought her over to Bethany's head, and kind of. Um, we met. Her eyes were open, and yeah, and she was just there and not crying, which is kind of weird. But she was just chilling Very and chill. Um, probably Beautiful. surprised. Yeah, and uh, just swaddled up. But a you guys were kind on. of doing like the. The Spider-Man face-to-face upside down yeah. sort of thing. The way that you had to be on the table. And unfortunately, um, after a minute or so, I was like, "Um, I need you to take her away. And then I had to be sick, which was too bad. It was especially, oh, right. especially bad because all you can do is just turn your head and puke into your hair. Because uh, <laughs> you can't move. Into a suction straw. Into but, a suction yeah. straw. But it's a messy process. And the anesthesiologist was so nice. He's He explained that that might happen. And then when it was happening, he's like, yeah, it's just something that, ha-. you know, they're just really nice and comforting people. Um, and then it wasn't very long. You stayed with me. And it wasn't too long while they stitched me up. I mean, it takes a little while. 
but they stitched me up. Right. And, and then we went into the recovery room, mm-hmm. which you just, I think we were there for 20, 30 minutes. Maybe. But right away then. But then right when we got there, they let you do skin to skin. Yes. So it wasn't that long after, despite the surgery. And the nurse um, who was with us, who was, again, a, a really nice nurse, she immediately helped me start, like, hand expressing. And Cadence was able to latch on pretty soon thereafter. And so we started breastfeeding right away. Um, and so I don't really feel like, um, you know, there's a small delay in that skin to skin. But, you know, we were bonding right away still. Um, it's so mm-hmm. nice that they don't, like, make you wait till you're done in recovery or whatever. Because there's this other you know another different nurse checking me over in the recovery room uh and i am like barely paying attention to her because i have my new baby (laughs) you know you feel kind of bad now like i totally ignored her and but she was helping you recover yes she was just check the vitals and the right yeah place and can you feel anything in your feet and and, yeah exactly yeah that's what she was she kept doing something with ice now i remember she was putting it on different parts of your chest yeah, I'm can you feel to, this now? Trying to gauge where the point of numbness was and if it was starting to move further down your body or not. Right. Um, and then it wasn't too long and we were back in our room. Actually, we had to switch rooms because uh, the room that we had started the day in um, didn't have a... Shower, walk-in a, shower. A walk-in shower. So we actually have, a, have had three rooms in the yeah, birthing so center. Yeah, we three rooms. <laughs> Thursday night room. The room we originally, or the Saturday, Saturday morning, morning room, and, and then, then the because room we of the C section, the they moved us yeah. to a room with a walk in shower. Right. And they were all great rooms. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, at that point, you know, it's really funny. Uh, it's kind of unwieldy to, you know, this is our first baby, and I don't, I've never held a baby as small as or new as she was. So at first, it's kind of scary anyway. You feel like they're so fragile. And then I also had an IV and like an oximeter on. And so it's kind of hard to handle the baby and move her from breast to breast, breast to breast and things like that. Um, So I just remember that first, you know, 24 hour period just being very ginger and, you know, careful. And but even by the next morning, um, you know, they were able to take you have to get a catheter. So that was coming out and take take the IV off, but I still had the port in for another 24 hours or something. And, um, you know, it gets a little easier to move around. You get a little more used to having the baby. And it's just funny to think about that kind of, you start out and you're just like, oh, oh, just a little movement. And now, you know, now we walk around everywhere together and manipulate her, no problem. And it's just, we know each other very well, but those first few hours are pretty sweet. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I'll break a little. I don't even know if we talked about this, but I didn't have, I, I don't know if it was my instincts of helping raise my sister come back, but I had, had no problem carrying her right away or like knowing how to do it. Mm-hmm. Or, of course, you have to be conscious, conscious of a newborn with, is their head okay? Making sure their head isn't just like snap back or whatever, but I wasn't worried about it at all. Um. You felt and it natural. was supernatural and easy, I thought, mm-hmm. to, to hold her. Uh, and it was actually kind of nice for you that I was a little bedridden there for a while because you did the first diaper change. And, um, you know, I mean, you were immediately an equal caregiver, um, mm-hmm. I think. And 
sure. That was nice. I guess so we, we don't again, know how it would be different if we had a natural birth. No, but, I don't think, I mean, I probably still wouldn't uh, have gotten up, be, but at the same yeah. time, I just mean we were a good team and yeah. you were, you were just, you were right there being dad right away. And so it was a good experience. I, there seems to be, you know, there's a concern about the rate of C-sections and different things like that. And I don't know if there was a time when hospitals were doing them out of laziness or something like that. But that definitely wasn't our case, and um, I feel like I had a really good experience with a C-section. I mean, we labored for something like, I mean, if you count from midnight when I got up with starting regular contractions to she was born at 6.02 p.m., uh, you know, that's a good, what, 14 hours of labor or something like that? I don't know how to count. It's a long time. (laughs) Let's see, midnight. Yeah, 10 hours since we checked into the hospital. Sure. So, there you go. Um, 16, probably. Whatever, yeah. You started getting serious contractions again. So, a day's worth of labor or whatever. Um, and so, I really feel like I had a, <laughs> a lot of the birth experience, and it was just really the, the end zone run that was done through the C section. I mean, we made it all the way to nine centimeters and. And then the, the C-section experience was a really positive one. I felt very safe. I know Alex was worried, but to me, it was just great to get the baby out safely. And again, I like hearken back to, I know I've mentioned this a few times, but I sometimes I like to think about 200 years ago or something like that. I mean, what would have happened if they hadn't been able to do a C-section? It would have been probably disastrous for both of us because she wasn't right. coming out. Yeah. And so it's a beautiful thing that we have the capacity to... Um, bring babies no matter how wedged they are (laughs) into the world safely yeah and uh take care of their mothers (laughs) yeah um and as far as me recovering goes i mean i took a shower the next day maybe around noon or something i don't know not right away but you know they kind of get you up on your feet as soon as they can and you know and i was walking around the room and then walking down the halls and so Alex's parents came to visit us the next day and his dad was like, oh, I didn't know what to expect. I, you know, I think he thought I might still be bedridden, but really the recovery is right. You're pretty starting quick. to stand the yeah. next day. I mean, um, and people. they manage your pain. I think and... you recovered. You snap back really well. So yeah. Again, every case is different. I'm sure. Right. I think you were pretty quick to be back on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they told us anyway. Again, maybe they just make right. everyone feel super good about themselves, I think, also. But uh, but anyway, it was positive. They did a good job, because we sure do. Yeah, it was a positive. I, you know, I think I had a, a positive experience overall. And so that's how it happened. So I guess the final stats are that Cadence Janet was born at 6.02 p.m. on Saturday, March 11th. And she was 7 pounds, 0.06 ounces and 20.2 inches and so she wasn't a humongous baby by any means but it was just a mis misfit and that's why we had a c-section she did have you get they give they measure and give all the percentiles and so she's like she was only seven pounds pretty much so I mean, I want to say she's like in the 10% percentile for weight. I think it might have been 20, but sure, something. 20, and then 50 percentile for length. And then her head is pretty big. She's like in the 80th percentile. So her large head could have something to do with not fitting. Um, 
So they're saying it's not like guaranteed if you have another kid that you're going to have to do a C-section. You might be able to have a vaginal birth in the next one. Um, We're going to talk to the OB about it in my six-week appointment, you know, kind of really right. go over. Because, you know, second babies are sometimes bigger, and so there's just a whole bunch of different factors sure. that we'll evaluate before. But we're probably a lot more comfortable with C-sections than we were before. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really um, – it doesn't scare me. Right. After having been through my experience, I know that other people have had probably scary experiences, but I can safely say it was a good experience. And we love our baby so much. She's just the best. She has lots yes, of hair yeah. and she has blue eyes. I guess that's pretty common for newborns, but they're blue now. And um, she's, you know, she's doing really well. So we have no complaints there. And I guess we'll tell you more about her in our next episode. Sure. Of course. Um so after you actually get through the C-section and the birth, I would say the most annoying part about a C-section is that you have to stay at the hospital longer. Yeah. Um, so we were there. Till Tuesday. Four days. Four days. Instead three of. Three nights. Yeah. Two. We'd, we'd probably be there two nights anyway. I think we only went home one day late. Yeah. It's just one more day. That yeah. last day, I was, I was really antsy. I know. I was like just getting cooped up yeah just stir crazy from being cooped up Um, and and ready to go home and be with her at home and when we did that it felt really great uh to be in our home together so yeah some people have told us you know there's this feeling of really apprehension like really i get you're gonna give me this baby and we're going home and no more help and i i was really grateful for the help we did have at first you know she had a, a bath at the hospital and they explained a lot of stuff and all the breastfeeding support is really fantastic because by the time we left, she was eating really well. Um, but I didn't have, because I think we had that extra day there, I think we were both just so ready to be discharged and go home. There wasn't really a feeling of fear of bringing her home. It was, let's get home and be a family together without a hospital. Yeah. Yeah. And then shortly after we did get home, uh, you had kind of a hormonal moment, <laughs> but it was so sweet. So that's why I want to talk about okay. it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we get home, we go up to the bedroom, Bethany starts. Because Alex's parents were staying at our house, so I kind of had to camp up because I'm topless and camped out in the bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Just for like one, one more day till yeah. they left. Um, and they visited in the hospital for a couple days and all that. Um, but yeah, you're doing your first feeding at home and I come upstairs and you're bawling and I'm <laughs> like, oh, what's wrong? And you said, I'm nothing. I'm just so happy. I can't believe we got to bring her home. <laughs> or, I can't believe we get to keep her or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was really touching uh, in a good moment. I think I'll always remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tearing up just thinking about it. It's, <laughs> it's still... Uh, yeah, it's just so surprising when you think about, you know, the whole life we could have together now. It's great. And we will. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think that'll do it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can listen to this podcast and our previous ones at RaisingCJ.com. Yeah, feel free to email us. Uh, got a new email address. You can now email us at email at raisingcj.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.